I do think there's opportunities within AI to sort of help you learn and sort of be a some like a producer that you're working with. Sort of, so can yeah. you make this this beat a bit more punchy, or mm-hmm. could we elaborate on on like chords? What what could be a really good chord progression for this this verse, or you know something like that. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Adam Hasler. So Adam is a product-focused entrepreneur and CEO of Soundation, which is an online tool for making, recording, editing music, beats, and audio from your browser. In addition to helping create that software and being the CEO, he also is a DJ. He's been a member of several bands, as well as founding and running several successful software companies over the years. And Soundation is on a mission to facilitate musical creativity around the world. And you know, we were just talking about this a little bit backstage, but just how, you know, there's Google Docs for collaborative file generation. There's so many, like this online cloud collaborative tools have been changing, changing the scope of what we can create together. And, you know, it just seems like we're behind the curve when it comes to DAWs, or at least we were, until we have some smart people like Adam who are helping to, to create collaborative tools to be able to, you know, on the, on the internet, you know, take advantage of of the ability to collaborate in real time. So Adam, this is kind of a long-winded intro, but thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Of course, of course. This is what I love to love to talk about. It's what we're, we're focusing on every day here at Foundation. Yeah. Cool. So maybe we can start off by just by hearing a little bit about your story and just how you got started yeah. uh, with Foundation and, and where it was, it was born out of. It's actually a quite old company was founded in 1999 but back then they were recording samples and selling sample packs and they were doing it quite quite well i think a lot of the sounds was in garage band when that came out and also i think some of the samples have been on like some beyonce song and stuff but it didn't really figure out the business model they didn't come up with the splice sub sub subscription model so and uh, the people funding the company finally sort of okay either you come up with a new business plan or a way to make this profitable or we'll have to find another way and then and as you said you know i was a dj in my teens and then i played in a bunch of rock bands and then i built a few companies and then a friend of mine who knows the the people financing this said hey wouldn't this fit you and i was like yeah i have it you know music but then also building companies which is what i what i love to do so yeah i i started with the company without any team sort of so i built a team from from scratch and back then it was actually a daw built in flash which is you know it's not used anymore maybe you know flash i remember the old school games that you play on the website that were that were flash generated yeah yeah. So we've sort of rebuilt the entire studio, a lot with the help from Google, actually. Google have teams working with how do you build really good and performant web apps. 
So we were one of the first companies to try out WebAssembly threads, which is sort of how can you use more of your CPU in a web app? So, and I think that's also what's been holding this space back a bit. The DOS require quite a lot of CPU. And before a web app could only use one core in your CPU, but now mm -hmm. with WebAssembly threads, you can use up to six cores. So you can do much more, add a lot of more effects and use much more channels and stuff like that. So I think that's why it's coming now. But also if you look at VSTs, I think they were built in the 90s and that hasn't really changed much since then. And it's built for desktop apps and not for the not for the web. So I think it's coming and we're at the forefront of this, which is quite cool. Uh, it's super so, cool. So maybe you could share a little bit about if, if someone who's listening to this is completely new to Soundation and the tool and sort of the, the mission behind it and the vision, could you share a little bit about what exactly is Soundation and what sets it apart from a traditional you know, DAW on your computer? Yeah, so Soundation, you don't have to download anything. You just log into our website, a bit like using Gmail or Google Docs. I often compare it to like Figma today. Maybe you've heard of that, the sign tool. So you just log in and there you can invite someone and you can collaborate in real time. You'll see the, the cursors moving and moving around. So there's some professionals, about 10% of our users actually have a desktop DAW on the side. So they record audio and they use their, their VST plugins on their desktop DAW, and then they drag it into our DAW to work in like in real time and become creative together. Normally when people collaborate with desktop DAWs, you know, they have to bounce all the, all the stems and in a zip file via, via Dropbox and it takes forever and you cannot really become creative together. So about 10% use it for that. 80% use our tool to learn how to produce music. So that's our biggest mm. target group, oh. certainly. Cool. Man, it's, it's so interesting. And, and maybe you could, you could dive a little bit into just sort of the, the vision or kind of like the pros and cons of having a collaborative tool and maybe that movement. I mean, for, from my perspective, like it seems like the collaborative tools is really like the future of, you know, of our apps, you know, being able to, to yeah. co-create in real time and kind of like how we're here right now recording this on Zoom live. But if we were, I mean, it used to be that you needed to be in the same room to record an interview, yeah. right? But now you're in Sweden, I'm here in Orlando and we're recording this in real time together live. It's insane. But, you know, if we had to, I don't know, imagine if the way that this was set up was that I had to record a video and say like, hey, like, nice to meet you and then send it to you. You had to watch yeah. it and then record your own video and send it back and like kind of go back and forth. It just, you know, that it doesn't have that real time collaborative yeah, exactly. effect. So it seems like, it, it sounds like what you're saying is right now we're on the verge of having that real time. In fact, like that's, so maybe give me a, a quick like scope of the current status of, you mentioned that what some professionals will do is record in a DAW with maybe some more souped up resources on their computer with, and then they'll be able to kind of drag it and then collaborate in real time from, from there. But yeah, it would be interesting to hear kind of the current status of that real-time collaboration and if in maybe like a timeline of when, when do you think that everything is going to move entirely to like a real-time collaborative model? 
Well, we do have some challenges, and I think the biggest challenge is the plugins. Yeah. There's you know mm -hmm. millions of plugins out there, and the mm -hmm. the first question I get from someone who's who already you know produces music is like, okay, can I get my my plugins in? And I said, right, sorry, we can't. We have started working with recent studios. Maybe mm -hmm. you know them. They they have also the DAW recent, but. They're really great at building plugins. Mm -hmm. So we've integrated one of their wavetable synthesizer called um, Erupa, which is quite a heavy plugin. And so we've integrated that into our studio. And now anyone can try it out without even having to create an, an, an account. And then if they like it, they they buy it, you know. So it's also, I think it's the plugin business could really profit from this. I think the biggest growth opportunity for plugin businesses is to webify their plugins. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to share a preset with your friend today, that's more or less impossible. So um, I think the that's sort of the biggest challenge. We also have a challenge when recording audio, the latency, because we don't have full control of how much latency you will get in the in the web browser. So currently our focus is more on sample-based music uh, production. So I think, I'm not sure when it's gonna be fully sort of replace the desktop DOS. I think there's gonna be some time where you have it, you know, in, in, in uh, parallel and you will find, you know, a new, a new user just getting started can do just fine with ours. And especially if you're not recording that much audio or you maybe use another app to actually record it, and then you can come a really long way with 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 our app. But I definitely think that the desktop DOS are looking at this too. And I, you know, I I've talked to them and most of them think that, you know, of course we have to look at the web and it's 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 coming. So the winter is coming, you know, you have, to, you have to look at it. So it's hard to say, you know, if it's going to be five years, then everyone will have both a desktop door and a, and a web door. And within 10 years, maybe you won't use a desktop door anymore because Google and Mozilla and these companies are also improving the, the browsers a lot. So mm. They, they will crack the sort of latency issues with recording audio and also the performance regarding raw memory and such things. So, hmm. Super interesting. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's sort of a similar issue that they're trying to figure out. Like if we were on, on a Zoom right now or, or if we were trying to play or, or write a song together, it'd be really cool if we were able to play in real time and be able to, to play in sync. And I guess when we're at a point where we can do that, then we'll be at a point where we can also record that in real time and, and sync over the over the internet. And yeah, that, but that aspect, if you want to record audio at the same time in sync, uh, we have some physics in the world that we can't change. You know, you know right. the time it takes to send the signal across the the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. There is actually a company here in Stockholm called Elk Elk Audio who has some hardware, so you can actually record audio in sync i don't remember how many miles it is but it's you know over country borders which is really cool but that that requires hardware but i, I think our users it's more like they're producing together mm -hmm. so you you uh, 
the latency that you get doesn't affect you that much because you don't know that it is latency. You know, you are moving one uh, one region over there, and I see it maybe a half a second later, but I don't know when you moved it. So for us, the latency isn't really an uh, an issue. That that makes sense. Yeah, it, maybe it's, it's sort of similar to how you were having a conversation right now, and and technically there's probably a, a short delay between what we're actually saying and what we're hearing. But for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, the experience of what we're having is, is almost real time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Huh. Cool. So, so it sounds based on what you shared, like it sounds like the primary user base for the software are people that are actually learning how to become a better producer, how to create music. And, and I mean, gosh, like samples and the evolution of sample-based music creation has evolved so much and it's become so important that you know, it makes sense that having a tool like Soundation, even granted that there's you know, challenges and there's, there's a timeline towards you know, potentially getting to a point where it can be totally full-time, real-time, in-sync, you know, recording audio at the same time. But even without that, because of the you know, evolutions with sample-based production, you, know, you can do so, so much online. So maybe, maybe you could share a little bit about, now that you have, I, I mean, I, I know you've, you've worked with a ton of musicians. You've really helped coach and help a lot of artists be able to use Soundation. What are some of the, the most common challenges or, or things that you see artists struggling with when they first kind of come to Soundation? What kind of brings them to the tool? Well, uh, challenges for someone who hasn't produced music at all. You know, we can actually record each session. And so on, on Fridays, we normally take some time to look at sort of new users, how they use the, the actual tool. And s- some users, they just click on everything and sort of nothing works. So we built sort of get started guides on, do you want to record audio? Do you want to play a synthesizer? Or do you want to do that? So that's one pro being a web app that we can we can, we can measure everything and see how they're actually using our product. So I think we're probably one of the more advanced web audio, web DAWs. So we, of course, have that, that issue that they don't understand how to use it. I think it's way, way easier than if you started with one of the desktop DAWs. So, but yeah, I think that's, that's often the sort of the learning curve on how to how to use it and how to become proficient in it. And then we have our hardcore users and they're asking for more advanced features. So that's what we're focused on building. That's also a great thing. We have a, a community of, of, uh, of users where we can get feedback instantly. And we do surveys each, each month and get about 10,000 answers. So we can sort of ask them, oh, do you think we should build this or that? Or how do you feel the new, the new feature is working? Or what, what do you have issues with? Very cool. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, one of the biggest challenges when artists are you know, first getting started, and it's not just related to foundation, but just in general with like production is that they don't know the technical aspect of how do I use this tool, especially with like a desktop DAW. There's so many settings and so many tools and, and, and things that can feel easy to get lost. And that's an interesting angle. And, and one, you know, one strength that it sounds like you really have is because of the web-based nature of the software and because of the interactive collaborative you know, nature of the service that you've created, you actually have been able to create a really great getting started 
experience and create education and help you know teach them how to get started from scratch and how to create you know, high quality music yep. using the tool. Very cool. So if we we're gonna kind of zoom out a bit and sort of look at, let's say that someone's listening to this or watching this right now and they are a musician who maybe has dabbled a bit in DAW stuff. Like they've either used GarageBand or, or they've used Logic or they have you know, their AW and they're not super proficient, but they'd really like to hone in this skill of being able to like create higher quality music on their own. And they're, and they're just discovering foundation. What do you see as sort of like the, I don't know, three to five major steps or sort of like a path that they might want to consider to become more successful as a producer? Well, it kind of depends on also about what kind of music they want to make. We, we have a, a samples library and some of the, when someone starts making music, they often just use samples. And sort of that's that's the easiest way to get started. But then start learning how how does virtual instruments work and how do you do automation and how do you get these synthesizers to actually do what you what you want. So we also create video tutorials and not just around our studio, also about how do you create colorful chords or we've done a series on recreations. So we took like Bad Guy by Billie Eilish and recreated that in our studio and a video ex explaining how it's built and why. And But then also we have a template. So you can go to our website and you can look at Bad Guy or the Stranger Things theme song and you can open it up and actually get the project loaded in your browser. You don't even have to create an, 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 an account to do that. So we, we're looking a lot at how do we reduce friction. Last year, we focused a lot on zero friction access, as we, as we call it. They don't have to sign up and they can listen to your song and give you, give you feedback. We're doing something, maybe not in regarding this question, but in the same theme, we're now building embed. So you can embed our studio to any website. And since it's a web DAW, we can customize how the DAW works for each and every website. So now actually any website can get their own custom DAW with their content that they want to show on their, on their website. Wow. So um. we have a, we're working with a small Irish company who is really good at you know, producing sample packs. They're working with the native instruments and a lot of companies. And there's, they are selling sample packs on their site. And now we've integrated our studio into their site. And all they have to do is add a snippet of code, just like when you add a YouTube video. But now you're actually getting a full web DAW into your site, which is quite amazing, I would say. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. 
And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're gonna get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. That's super cool. Yeah, I mean, as you're, as you're sharing that, like a, a few ideas that are, that are popping up around for anyone who's listening to this right now as a musician, like imagine if you had a page on your website that embedded this tool for, for even for your fans or for other people and you say yeah. here are here's the project templates for all my songs have fun like go ahead and remix this and here's some I you know kind of create your own spin on it <clears throat> and yeah and, and, and we can also sort of disable export so the the songs that they re, re, re remix for you they're actually sent to you instead of the actual user so you can control the the rights and so on so wow. it's quite it's a cool idea yeah i mean it, it seems like one of the smartest things especially around like the electronic world has been around how many remixes they do and, mm -hmm. and you know, having different dj's remix songs create different versions of it and there's definitely something about you're remixing something that already exists and creating your own spin on it, or creating something new that kind of has this like viral network nature to it. And so you creating this platform for music artists to be able to create templates, like very like one click templates to be able to have people generate their own unique twist or spin on stuff. Really interesting. Same thing with you know, like TikTok. I know that one of the trends is what they, what do they call duos where basically like you know, the artist might have like a video of them singing one of their songs and they might have to be singing the harmonies and then TikTok you'll do a remix of it and then you'll sing the lead vocal on it and you'll basically have this like side by side video of you harmonizing with the with the artist so it's it's a really cool direction and kind of you know enabling and empowering people to be able to share these templates and resources and like you mentioned around the plugins as well just being able to in one click be able to share these settings could save so much time and, and energy yeah yeah no it's really cumbersome just moving my preset from one laptop to another it's such a so much hassle that i don't i don't do it uh so i i think that's sort of, and people are used to the workflow that they have and they're fine with it because they don't know how it could be if it was actually webified. So I think uh, I think that will also 
get many more people to actually start producing music. I've had some friends, you know, they started with one of the top DOS and they tried to learn it and they gave up. And then they, you know, six months later, they try again. And on the third time, that's when they actually got hooked, sort of, because it's so much to learn. It's, it's, it's like going into a cockpit and like, oh, where should I, which knob should I use first, sort of. Mm. I, and I think we can improve on that area a lot, too. I think we're easier to learn than, than the, the more professional DOS. Um, oh. Very cool. Yeah, it makes sense. One thing you mentioned is around like creating a frictionless experience, just making it as streamlined as, as possible. What one? So, I mean, I, I geek out about the about technology and about like stuff stuff like this. So, hopefully, I'm not taking this down like too much of a, a side tangential rabbit hole. But one thing that I'm personally just blown away by right now, and I think is it's going to be a crazy year for AI. And yeah. in particular, like the new chat GPT tool that's just come out is insane. And like prompt, prompt-based generation of creative work, in particular, you know, Dolly with image generation is wild. We've been using it a lot for creating cover art for artists, and you know, ChatGPT now is just like you know, it can write emails and text messages, it can write marketing ads. It's insane, and I'm curious. It seems like one of having this sort of collaborative web-based approach is that maybe you could feed it into a prompt-based AI engine as well. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that you've considered or you might be exploring in the future is sort of like, what if to make it even more frictionless when someone first logs into it, it's like, what do you want to create? And there's a, a, a text bar line and they just type in like, I want to create, and like you're able to give it a prompt and then it generates the session for you and it generates the, you know, maybe some of the instrumentation and even some of the beats or you know, things like that, but you can remix it and you can tweak it. You can make it your yeah. own, but it kind of gives you the starting point. I'd be curious if you think that's possible or if you think that's something that the tool might be able to incorporate eventually. And maybe even like referencing, like you could say, here's three of my favorite artists or three of my influences. And then it might be able to kind of pull training data from those songs as well. Yeah. I know it, we're looking at at AI, of course, and you know there. You know, if you look at Lander, and there's a few others using AI to sort of help you with 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 mustering. So there's already a bit of AI, but I think also more stuff will happen. Although what our customers they want to learn or they want to create music, it's not like they want to buy a self-playing piano. You know, they want to buy a, a, a piano. To actually learn. But I do think there's opportunities within AI to sort of help you learn and sort of be a some like a producer that you're working with, sort of. So can yeah. you make this this beat a bit more punchy or mm-hmm. Could we elaborate on on like chords? What what could be a really good chord progression for this this verse or you know something like that? So we 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 want to follow what our customers want and they want to learn how to create music. Then there's other areas within music, like if someone wants to buy music for their YouTube commercial or an ad, where I think their AI will play a big part. And I think that could change that market quite a lot. But the creator software market, I think it will become, it will be a part of it. But there's also sort of how do you teach 
and AI, ChatGPT, you know, they're working on all the internet sort of, and you look at images, it's quite easy to scrape like the internet for, for images. Whereas within music and samples, all of that is sort of locked in behind paywalls. And there's of course, free sounds and stuff like that, but to really make it work really well, you have to have billions of data points to actually teach an AI to do a proper job. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, my, my first thought is like that they might be able to scrape it in a similar way to the way that they scraped images and, and just like the internet from a standpoint of, I don't know, YouTube videos or something. And then obviously there's a bit of a gray area of ethic, like, should you be able to use this, like train yeah. this AI with this? That's in that, I mean, even with the way that ChatGPT and Dolly is set up, it's, there's a question that mark there. It's like, yeah, like, you know, they're not like, should they be able to, to, to do that? But yeah, it's an interesting point too. I, yeah, I think that I personally feel this and, and I've heard this feedback from you know quite a few creators and it's just like this, I don't know, un this underlying piece of fear around being replaced maybe from AI or, or this, this not this resistance to like, well, you know, computers can't do what I do or they can't replace what I'm doing. They're creative. There's a human element to it. There's something that can't be replaced. And, you know, especially as artists, you know, when our, our artwork is so like, you know, personal to us and it's supposed to be an expression of who we are, it feels almost like it's cheating to use something else to like come up with the artwork, I think. But I think it's also depending on what, what, what is the, you know, what is the, what is the goal here? Because I think if you, if you could make a, a song like, Justin Bieber, if it's not Justin Bieber, who's actually marketing it or performing it, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so many would actually listen to it. You have to build up the, the, the sort of brand around it. It's much more than just the, the, the actual music. And then I think that AI will take a really long time before they can make that really quality music. But if you're working on making music to sell YouTube ads, then, you know, it might be, you might be in the risk, I would say. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a meme that I saw that <laughs> I feel like hit, hit the nail on the head pretty well around like AI, which is something along the lines of, you know, AI isn't going to replace artists, artists using AI are going to overtake, you know, people, artists who aren't using AI. And, mm. you know, I really, I, I think that AI, at least in the short term, is, is going to 100% be a tool that's that's an incredibly powerful tool that's going to save a lot of time. It's going to help generate ideas. It's going to give you a starting point. But the people who are going to be most successful with it are the people who understand the creativity on like a higher level. Like the the, the, the people that understand the concepts that you're teaching as for producers, because they know the right prompts to ask or they're not, they're not questions. They, you know, and, and it seems like a DAW or any tool, even this like piano or, or whatever, it's meant to be like a, a channel or a bridge to translate our thoughts or our ideas mm -hmm. into some sort of creative expression. And so anything that can that remove friction from that bridge that can help turn the idea or creative thing into the yeah. expression you know, is, is going to get us closer to a state of, of being plugged in or, or being able to create and it seems like that's really kind of the part of the core of foundations about removing that friction, about making it easier than ever yeah. for you to be able to take 
your cre- creativity and and be able to express it. So I'm going to pull myself back. There's going to stop rambling <laughs> on AI stuff, but you know, I'm, no, but I'm just, I, you know, if yeah. if uh, you know, our users want to learn how to produce music, and you know, AI could definitely play a big role there. Sort of. How can we use AI to help them achieve their their goals? I think that's how we how we look at it. Definitely, yeah. That, and that that totally makes sense. Like that's that should that's probably going to be what drives it more than anything. Is like you know, how, how can you serve and provide value, and what are people looking for? And I guess there is a little bit of that, like you brought up earlier. Like what was it, Henry Ford's or something? Like you know, if I listen to what people ask for, yeah. then we have faster horses or something like that. So yeah, you know, there's a little bit a little bit of that too. But but it definitely seems like you know you you've built an amazing platform by focusing on serving people and, and figuring out what do they want and having that interaction and i'm sure you'll you'll keep following that to to keep you know providing more and more value so <clears throat> what do you say for for anyone who is listening to this right now and is you know looking at getting started with foundation what would you what do you recommend as like a starting point or maybe what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see that are like common to new artists who are coming in that i mean, I mean if if I, i've already personally jumped in and started using the tool i think it's super cool but and so i think cool. everyone who's listening to this right now should like dive in because you can even do it without even creating an account you can just go to go go check it out but i'd be curious to hear you know what are some of the some like i don't know things to have like mistakes to avoid or common common things that are going to give them a better experience as they get started using foundation yeah but i i think maybe if you want to learn you should look at some of our great videos which is more around yeah if you want to recreate a song or if you want to learn how music is actually built up and uh, so i think you definitely check out our videos i think then then it's more up to you on because i don't know if there's any sort of common mistakes that they make i don't know you know th- there's a there's something we can kind of dig into there i think with based on what you just shared this idea of creating recreations of a mm-hmm. song is kind of using that as an initial starting point to create their own music. You know, I know for, for me personally, when I was touring full time, one of the best, fastest ways I grew was by listening to my favorite songs and literally just like recreating them as close as I possibly could and then using the foundation that I created to like create new stuff from that. But I think there's something so powerful about that idea of start like standing on the shoulders of giants and recreating something that exists yeah. and then creating your own remix of it. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that idea around like remixing and maybe f- like how how someone could as quickly as possible. Like like yeah, what what are some tips if someone wanted to decrease the amount of time for them to achieve you know mastery around producing their music or, or growing and, and learning. What are some some tips for for me able to decrease the the time? No, but you you can drag in any audio into into our into our studio. So drag in the song that you like, and then you'll try to recreate it with 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 our instruments and and our samples. There's actually one one video about Daft Punk and Frederick in 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 our team. He actually goes through three of their songs. And how they used these old albums and sampled some of it, and how they stretched it and added effects on it. And I, I think you know, 
drag in that song and try to recreate it with our virtual instruments. I think that's a great way to learn. I think that's how I learned to play guitar back in the old days. You know, I went and bought these books. This was, you know, before all the tabs and chords were available. And you sit there with your uh, 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 guitar and you learn Sweet Child of Mine or uh, Jimi Hendrix or whatever it was, and you practice. So yeah, listen to your favorite songs and try to recreate them. Now, of course, we we have some pros to do it for you, and they can give you really good tips. But then it's about you know on your own learning it and understanding what happens when you you know you turn on an LFO or whatever you do. There's so many abbreviations, so it's quite hard to actually get get started. But yeah, I think that's a that's a great tip. But then I think one really good tip is to learn piano, learn to play piano. I think that's that some of the best producers that I know of, you know, they're quite skilled at playing piano. They've learned it the hard way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, piano is one of those things where just, you know, if you can play piano, you have such a such flexibility with the MIDI keyboard to be able to yeah. play like so many different instruments. That, that that makes a lot of sense. And it, it's interesting too, just this, this nature. I know as like artists, a lot of times we feel like, we want to be totally original and like, you know, we don't want to be like anyone else. And, oh, my music, you know, it doesn't sound like anyone else. Like I'm, to- and, you know, the, like, the truth is that we don't live in a vacuum, right? Like we're, no. we, we have experiences, we have influences and you can't get away from it. And you, you certainly don't want to just like copy someone else and not like do anything that's unique or, or creative. But it seems like, I don't know, like it, it seems like there's almost a, a DNA type of aspect, the same way that like we exist because of two humans coming together and turning D- like separate DNA into new yeah. DNA that has you know traits, traits and pieces of of different ones. And so, if you can do what you're saying, you know, using like the, a workflow and foundation where you pull in the audio from one of your favorite songs, and then you learn how to recreate it. It's kind of like you're, you know, you're getting the DNA of different traits. Heck, maybe you even have two different songs that you do that for, and then you combine the two projects into one new project, and you have a few different sounds and samples. And so it's literally like different DNA coming together to, to create, create something that's familiar, but also unique because it, it's its own thing. Oh, but you know, every chord has been played before. And then, what happens is that sort of new genres pop up, which is mixes of old genres. So I think it, I shouldn't be that worried about, you know, sound like someone else, as long as you can make it your own and you can sort of get your feelings across so someone understands you. So I, I yeah, I don't think you should be super worried. Of course, you want to make something that feels you, but that is, that's coming from what you have done and what you have listened to and what you have experienced in your, in your life. So I think the best way is to learn from, listen to what other people have done and then uh, learn from that and then make it your own, twist it Mm -hmm. and tweak it sort of. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, for for sure. Because then it just like you know you, you learn from someone who's invested potentially tens of thousands of hours, and you have that as a starting point, versus having to invest those tens of thousands of hours yourself first to learn from scratch. Cool. No, but but I I I remember when I was a kid, I was listening a lot to my dad's old albums. You know, you know Doctor Hook and Paul Paul and Paul Simon and these kind of guys, and that's inspired me and. 
shaped my own sort of my own music and what I what I did when I was playing more in like bands and stuff. And you can hear that from other artists too. Like this this band has little has listened a lot to Beatles or uh, you know, and it's it's not a bad thing. It's just that you can see where they got their inspiration from. And if you if you ask any top artist, of course they have people they have have been in 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 inspired by you know it's nothing to be ashamed of mm, totally yeah kind of having that that shared dna awesome so when it comes to foundation you know you described a few of the workflows or some some ways that people can use the tool like one primary one is to develop their music production skills in a low friction easy to get started there's education there's videos that basically help you know you learn how to develop your creative tool in your brain to be able to actually, you know, create high quality music. You also mentioned that there's a workflow maybe for more professionals that they've been using it where you can actually, you know, use it in conjunction with a DAW on your computer to record things and then like pull it in. I'm curious if there are any other things that jumped in your mind in terms of like common use cases or some of the things that have been most valuable ways that you've seen people using the tool. I, I think a lot of Especially our core users, they say it's if they've found lifelong friendships. It's like they've made a bit like people gaming, you know, when you then you find people that you often game with. And that's also how that's a really great way to actually learn. We see a lot of people on our community like, can you help me with that FM synthesizer? You're great at tweaking that specific kind of sound. And then being an online dog, they can jump into the product and do it for them, you know, real time. So I think it's also a community of users who are passionate about the same thing, the same, often the same genres. And uh, they become friends. And there's actually been a podcast on YouTube with like old time foundation users. And they talk about the good old times when they sort of learned and some of them have moved on to, you know, F studio or like Ableton, but they, they come back and hang around and they do some stuff in, in, in our studio too. So that's also a great thing about being a collaborative web dot that you can create communities around it too, which is really awesome. That is super cool. So I mean, so it's almost like, I was like, of course, you know, it's like, so you have one of the benefits, one of the core things about having a collaborative you know, platform is that there's a lot of people collaborating on it. And, you know, you hear this a lot where, I mean, on, on one, one level, there's been a lot of studies around what really makes people happy and fulfilled. And it turns out that it's not really like money to a certain extent. We need like a baseline. Like it's not really a lot of the things we might consider like we would think would be important. And it actually turns out the number one thing is our relationships and it's the communities yeah. that we're a part of. And so it sounds like one of the biggest benefits of the foundation platform is, is really the community and the memberships and the interaction that's happening between people. Very cool. So I think we're getting, we're about ready to wrap things up for today. So this has been a fun conversation. I feel like we've been able to dig deep into a few different, yeah. different areas of the future of, of music collaboration. And it's, I, I just think what you've created is, is really cool. So thank you for, for being, <clears throat> for being a part of the podcast and sharing some of the lessons that, that you've learned and the platform is super cool as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to share that with our community. Cause I think it's also a way that we can yeah. connect our artists with each other and be able to collaborate together. 
And for anyone who's listening to this right now or watching this who is interested in going and checking it out, what's the fastest, easiest way for them to go to get started with Soundation? Yeah, just go to soundation.com and then jump into your template or into our beat maker where you can, which is like a sequencer where you can just add add sounds really easily. You don't have to know how a DAW works. So I think that's definitely the, the easiest. And if there's any any companies or artists out there who wants to do some sort of collaboration or if they can just reach out to me at adam at foundation.com and we'll have a look at it, of course. All right. Very cool. And so just to recap, so Soundation, basically kind of like Soundation, but without the N.com. And we'll put the links in the show notes for, for easy access. Yeah. And yeah, man, this is this has been a lot of fun talking, geeking out a little bit about, about this stuff. And I think what you're building is super, super cool as a collaborative platform. So looking forward to staying connected and hopefully collaborating with what we're doing with Modern Musician as well to, to yeah. be able to bring the community together. Definitely. Thanks. Yeah! Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.